0: You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using video connect, we're taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast. Each series will dish out bites of information you can digest when it's convenient for you, your family, or a caregiver giving advice and veteran experience on topics that are most important to you. So take a listen in the car, while cooking, or after the kids go to bed, keeping you moving towards your health goals in between our individual meetings and group classes. But hey, feel free to play these episodes at the coffee shop as well. We would love to be a part of the conversation. Grab a cup and pull up a chair and we'll dive right on in.
1: Did you know the Marion VA Healthcare System now provides lactation education services? I'm Natalie, a dietitian and certified lactation counselor at the Marion VA Medical Center. We are offering phone visits and VA Video Connect, which makes it even more convenient for our female veterans to get the services they need. You can easily meet through a secure and private video conference session with a certified lactation counselor from anywhere using your camera on your phone, computer, or tablet. VA Video Connect operates as a web-based app. It does not require any additional app download. You will need to provide them with a valid email address. On the date and time that is the most convenient for you, you will receive a link to click to connect with your lactation counselor. Yes, it really is that easy. Female veterans can now have one-on-one support for breastfeeding from the comfort of their own home. Please contact the Women's Health Clinic for more information. We would be honored to work with you.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Focus podcast, where we break down nutrition topics that are important to you between office visits. I'm Melena, one of your Marion VA Healthcare System dietitians. Before I dive in, I want to acknowledge the empty chair next to me, reminding us every day that we not only serve veterans that walk through our doors, but the ones that are no longer here to speak their voice. Today, we are focusing on all things related to feeding your baby. Specifically, I mean after the delivery. You have just delivered your adorable baby, and now you are faced with the decision on breastfeeding versus using formula. There can be a lot of pressure to do one way or the other. I think every new mom doesn't necessarily expect the opinions that come with making that choice. Just remember, a fed baby is best, no matter the planned choice of feeding. Those of us hosting this series are experienced moms who have been there, and we want to support you through your journey, no judgment. This episode shares several real stories from our dietitians on some of our personal experiences in making that choice and the outcomes that we have faced. If you ask around, breastfeeding is described as the traditional method of providing a baby with all the nourishment they will need in the first few months of life. In other countries, breastfeeding can continue on for a few years after delivery. Although breastfeeding and nursing are often described as natural, it might not feel that way for everyone. For some, it comes really easy. It's like riding a bike, but for others, it is a struggle. Maybe the baby doesn't latch well. You have a low milk supply. Your nipples are super sore. You don't have much support in the home. You might have a demanding job. Or there are medical issues that make breastfeeding more difficult. Remember, even breastfeeding moms who seem like they have it all together often find it difficult and overwhelming at some point or another. Take Lauren, for example. She had a relatively smooth nursing journey with her first baby, but it wasn't necessarily easy. She did well nursing baby number two at first, but had more trouble with cracked, sore nipples and milk blisters. When she went back to work, Her little guy would pretty much refuse bottles at daycare, but then wanted to nurse all night. Whew, talk about exhausting. After he transitioned into eating solid food, he was nursing even less, and her milk supply decreased even more. Lauren supplemented with formula to make it through the last few months before he turned one. I've heard Lauren say those were some rough days, and she often felt like she was doing something wrong. Lauren realized that there were two people in the nursing relationship, and it wasn't always her fault if it didn't work out. Her advice is to remember it is entirely okay to not love nursing 100% of the time. Recognize that no matter what your journey looks like, there will be low moments and mountaintop moments. Like Lauren, Lindsay nursed both of her kids, and though she would say it was a great bonding experience, It was also stressful. Lindsay said her stress came from thinking about her milk supply all day. Her pediatrician instructed her to modify her diet with both kids to eliminate dairy because of baby's acid reflux problems. During the construction of her home, they all lived in another family's home and she had feelings of isolation because she had to nurse in a different room due to the discomfort of other family members. She also didn't enjoy nursing in public. If you have ever nursed in a hot car or a bathroom stall, you definitely know what she means. Unfortunately, Lindsay got food poisoning five months after delivery, and this left her very dehydrated. It was at this point she started transitioning to formula. One bottle of breast milk, the next formula, and so on until her freezer supply of stored milk was out. Lindsay has said many times that she felt blessed to nurse but also felt relief with supplementing. I know if she could tell herself something back then, it would be to just relax and don't let fears about nursing consume you. Definitely don't worry about transitioning to formula. Even though Lauren and Lindsay both had slight difficulty, they made the choice to breastfeed based on some known benefits. From their experience, here are their favorite benefits. There is a cost savings. Breast milk is free and the baby can nurse on demand. Some insurance companies will even cover the cost of a breast pump. I know at our local VA expecting mothers can receive nursing bras, a breast pump, and storage bags for breast milk. And who doesn't want a happy baby? Infants tend to fight less issues with diarrhea, respiratory distress, ear infections, and allergies. Like Lauren said in the previous nursing episode, you might need to modify your diet depending on how baby does with what you're eating. Many studies have found that breastfeeding lowers the risk of developing obesity. Breastfed babies tend to also have better sleep patterns. Sounds appealing, huh, mom? Moms who breastfeed tend to burn extra calories each day, which helps the return to the pre-pregnancy weight faster. One thing you might have thought about with pregnancy is the chance of fighting postpartum depression after delivery. Well, good news. Breastfeeding is known to reduce the risk of postpartum depression, and it creates a unique bond with your new baby. Women who breastfeed also have a reduced risk of developing breast and ovarian cancer. The breastfeeding process helps your uterus return back to normal size quicker. And who doesn't like the flexibility and convenience? There is no need to pack a bag full of bottles and keep them cold. Your breasts are the ultimate storage bags. If your baby is hungry in the middle of the night, there's no need to go heat up that bottle. You can just put them up to your breast. A lot of mothers utilize an electric or manual breast pump. Using the pump can help you build up a milk supply if you plan to go back to work or need to be away from your baby for a period of time. Several friends of mine have had the ability to stockpile milk and then donate it. Donations are such a blessing for NICU babies and moms who are unable to produce breast milk. Thankfully, Jackie was able to utilize a pump when her daughter was born three months premature. She pumped while her daughter was in the hospital and then for several months afterwards. Because of her prematurity, her daughter was never able to breastfeed. So Jackie pumped and would feed her by bottle. Jackie did find that pumping and freezing in bags, even a bit exhausting, was beneficial. After she finished pumping completely, Jackie had enough frozen supply to provide milk for 15 months. So what if breastfeeding or pumping doesn't work out for you? It happens, and it happens to the best of us. It's gonna be okay. If you ask Beth, she needed to hear that going into her first pregnancy. Beth was the first one on both sides of the family to try breastfeeding. It was a struggle since no one could help answer questions. Comments like, "'Oh, just try it once "'and we'll bring formula to the hospital with us, "'just in case,' felt very discouraging. After her son was born, she reached out to a lactation counselor and requested that they be with her during her first time nursing in the hospital. Due to medical issues, Beth started pumping early and then was told after the first week or so to supplement with formula. She felt devastated that her body could not cooperate like she wanted it to. She was prepared and had the desire to nurse for a very long time, but it wasn't in the cards for her. She did everything the provider and the lactation counselor told her, but wasn't getting anything with pumping either. 22 months later, her daughter was born, and Beth was slightly more successful nursing but still supplemented with formula. Beth made it 12 weeks providing her daughter with breast milk. Beth has said, I am glad I persevered and with help from some of other new moms, lactation counselor, and my provider, I was able to overcome the emotional roller coaster that came with learning how to nurse. Feeding baby is what is best. I think it's really important to stop here and note that it doesn't mean Beth failed at nursing. It is a great accomplishment to provide your baby with even a little bit of breast milk for a few weeks or days. Think of breast milk like a vitamin supplement. Every small amount can give a boost of nutrition. Even if your baby only gets an ounce or a few drops a day, it can still be beneficial to their health. We are so excited to have Natalie who is a lactation counselor within our Marion VA healthcare system. Natalie also happens to be a registered dietitian as well. Mothers need access to a support system to make informed choices on feeding and troubleshooting any concerns or problems that arise. Anything from learning how the letdown reflex works, how milk production works, increasing a low supply, or addressing discomfort. That's why counselors like Natalie are so important. Gaia was able to utilize a lactation counselor after the birth of her baby boy to help be successful at breastfeeding. Gaia was able to pump and provide her baby with breast milk for a year with supplement formula as he needed. Now, sometimes medical conditions, either for the mother or the baby, make the breastfeeding process difficult or impossible. Two of our dietitians, Michelle and Amanda, both shared these experiences. It is important not to place guilt or blame on yourself. Be kind to you. Life can throw curveballs. And Michelle has said... Looking back, I realized the most important thing was my child was being fed. They were given the nutrients they needed to thrive, whether we breastfed or we used formula. Now let's take a look back for a minute on the history of formula. Starting in the 18th century, the first formula included a mixture of cow's milk, wheat, malt flour, and potassium bicarbonate. At the time, this creation was considered the perfect infant food. Sounds delicious, right? Scrolling ahead to the 1940s, formula use had become popular, well-known, and considered a safe substitute for breast milk. These dates shouldn't surprise you as women went to work during the war times. As a result, society saw a steady decline in breastfeeding all the way until the 1970s. Moms who raised babies in the 70s, 80s, and 90s will tell you pumps were not as convenient and efficient as they are today. And it's my understanding the support of pumping in the workforce wasn't advocated for or widely accepted. Many states now have legislation to back nursing in public and pumping during work hours. Formula has come a long way over the years. For babies that cannot digest lactose, soy-based formulas and other special infant formulas are available. Soy has also become popular to families who follow a vegetarian or vegan diet. Some babies will end up being allergic to both soy and cow's milk protein, resulting in the need for a special infant formula. Infant formulas now come in three forms, liquid concentrate, ready to feed and powder to offer a parent the option to pick what works best for them. When deciding to choose formula, it is very important to read the labels provided on the can and mix the formula as directed. Consult your child's pediatrician for any concerns you may have regarding which formula to choose. Now, let me say it again. If you are struggling with the choice of formula versus breast milk, remember, fed is best. Every baby and family is different, and their needs vary depending on the circumstances. There can be a lot of stress around feeding the baby, but we recommend getting informed. Seek advice from your primary care provider, obstetrician, Lactation counselor, or your baby's pediatrician for the best evidence based recommendations. Find that support system to lean on. As we wrap up our podcast today in regards to feeding your baby, I will end with my own experience. I am the youngest daughter of five girls. So, needless to say, I have been surrounded by bottles and bras my whole life. Growing up, my mom would always talk about how she was like a milk cow, when she would breastfeed. The milk witches pour out and she could have fed five babies with her supply. Okay, great. So about 10 years ago, I was getting ready to have my first child and thinking breastfeeding is gonna be a breeze. My sisters have been successful. My mom had an endless supply. I'm good to go. Oh boy, was I sorely disappointed. My beautiful baby was here. I am meeting with the hospital lactation counselor and the frustration begins. We tried the football hold, the cradle hold, the side cross cradle hold, and probably a few made-up ones. She had me try nipple shields. Now, if you are wondering what those are, they are plastic pieces you place over your nipples that allow the baby to latch better. They work, but yikes the pain involved, and hopefully that was just my experience. Luckily, with her assistance, my mom's advice, and a breast pump, I was able to provide my daughter and then my son a few years later with almost three months of breast milk each while supplementing with a specialized infant formula, as both of my kids struggled with acid reflux. The key point to remember is everyone's journey is different. Sometimes what we anticipate, plan for, or expect is not possible, or it turns into a different path entirely. Whichever route you choose or need, whether it is breast milk, formula, or a combination, your baby will flourish. Seek advice when you need it, but remember, do what's right for you and your baby. Thanks so much for listening in today. I hope your mind feels a little more at ease when you think about breastfeeding versus formula use. Continue listening to our next episode as we address physical activity during and after pregnancy.